0: Shalom. Uh, you hear me. Thank you so much. And uh, <coughs> Ellen and, and uh, Ellen and Eileen, Dale and Catherine, James Rivers, and Arsenal Kirk. Uh, and beside Pe- Ray, Pe- Ray Peterson, um, any question for me so far? Uh, uh, before we start. I know we discovered, we covered so much material lately and um, I wonder if you have any questions. If not, we'll continue. We have also a lot of uh, more things to cover. So I'm going to put the class of today. Thank you. Ray now class twenty three so today uh... today we're going to continue with the story of uh, Adam creation emphasizing uh... the foundation of the idolatry trial because we are not interested here in psychology or psychiatry or, or in uh, how the, how Adam is built just for its pure knowledge uh, we we are interested how Adam is built to stand idolatry trial. That's what the torah is interested in, to tell us. Torah is not a book of medicine, another book of of, of psychology, but we need to know ourselves. Uh, in order to stay an idolatry, child, because what is idol? Something that attracts us away from a shame. So, today we're going to introduce or learn about two very powerful idols that were placed in us at the time of our creation. These are creation itself. Amazingly, it's it can be an idol and actually the wisdom and science by which Hashem uh, created uh, uh, the creation. So that two, two, connected, two connected idols, one of them is creation itself and one of them is the wisdom and the science in her, in, her, in creation. So let's go back to the to the first chapter of Genesis, and here is a you can put it on the line, the story of creation, the study from the beginning, then the sixth day of creation, uh, day one, day two, day, day f- uh, five, six, and finally after the day six you see the Sabbath. The second line shows you who rules what, and we know that Elohim. As, uh, or the Creator sat on the, on the throne of Elohim as a judge when He, he made uh, the beginning and the sixth day of creation. Uh, whereas uh, the merciful aspect, the merciful attribute, is uh, rule the Sabbath. But then on the third, on the sixth day. Just before the Sabbath, each day, of course, is a million of years, human years. The total of, of, uh, uh, of it, it, it many billion of years of, of the sixth day of creation. But uh, we, are, we are now living, on, so to speak, on the sixth day of creation, and we are moving towards the Sabbath, the next day. When, when, when the merciful one will finally, when the merciful aspect, mercy will, will and his a, a heavenly kingdom will finally shine on on creation, to be a different, different creation, a different of creation. So, uh, Elohim on the sixth day approached, uh, approached, approach, so to speak, the 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 merciful one from the Sabbath and say let us would you like to share with me my world would you like us would you like to share with me or to make adam together to, or to come to rule with me the world so he looked at the future actually because elohim ruled the fifth day and the sixth day and he, he looked at the future the sabbath and he he saw so to speak the merciful aspect ruling there, and he, and he said, "Would you like to come over, and 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 rule my world along with me?" And she says, "Fine, I have no room. How can I be in your? Remember we talked about it. I have no place to sit to to sit my wing, to sit to sit my leg. I have nowhere where to to dwell in your in your world. Nobody knows what mercy is in this world." So he said that to her, so to speak, let us make together, or let us make Adam in our form, in our image, and thus together they 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 uh, consolidated the universe in the oneness, and they made Adam in in the oneness. And Adam is now about to, Adam is a is the one who would unite the two attributes to one. And uh, as they as they went and they sat together so to speak, to con- they consulted each other to make Adam. This happened on the sixth day according to the story of Genesis. We discuss it in detail. Uh, so when they sat down to con- to to, to build Adam to make Adam each attribute brought his own feature so to speak. So into Adam, so the merciful one Yud Kevavkei, Hashem, uh, brought into Adam her feature which is mercy, compassion, forgiveness. This is her feature in us. Other creatures in nature don't know mercy, don't know compassion, and don't know forgiveness. We have the ability at least to do that, because she participated in our creation. Elohim, on the other other hand, brought everything from from, from creation into Adam to allow... Adam to dwell and be successful in this world and to rule over the world because at Elohim, you remember, as soon as Adam was made, He blessed Adam and Eve and say telling them, uh, "Be fruitful and multiply and rule over." So Elohim gave us the mandate to rule over. So He made us, uh, uh, prepare us for that task by, by bringing, by, by, by bringing. A creation in us. So how, how did it accomplish that? Uh, first of all Elochim consulted when we already talked he consulted his self and made our our self. And we need that kind of a, a self consciousness in order to 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 try to actually to, to thrive or to aspire to grow and to rule and to, rule and to become king without that uh, that big ego of us we want which is a blessing in a sense, it's also a source of idolatry he said. but we need that kind of a, a aspiration to move us forward and then he consulted his angel which we already talked about to, to teach us the opposite of, of kingship which is a modesty and uh, uh, it did, it taught us the uh, how the superior should uh, consult the inferior, as Rashi says. We we discussed all three consultations so far. He consulted with the to make us, he consulted with the with the with I mean merciful one, he consulted with his I, with the self, he consulted with the angel. But now Elohim, if you look at the diagram there that I picked here, you can realize that Elohim is sending, so to speak, on the sixth day there and making Adam. When he says, Let us make Adam, this is the sixth day. Until now, he was looking on the future, but now he turned back and look at the, and the, and the past sixth day. And he turned to actually to their entire creation of the sixth day and asked it. I am quoting kind of the Midrash in the Zohar. He asked creation, shall I make you an Adam that rule over you? Because this is a blessing is going to bless Adam to rule over. So he asked as a king, a benevolent king, Elohim, now consult creation. So he asked it, what do you think? Should I make you an Adam? The same way he asked the angels. So creation answered, yes my creator, or yes my king if you want. But only if you make Adam like me. Otherwise, how can he understand me and be my king? Because we said the king uh, must know his subject. The king, a king come uh, according to the Torah, the king must come from among his elected from among his subject So if you want, if you don't want to if you want to make him a tyrant, don't ask me. creation says, but if you want to make him a benevolent king like yourself who consult the way you consult me, let him consult me, too. Uh, so he needs to know me. He needs to know my my plight and, and, and my, 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 my tribulation and my desire, creation says. So Rokim says, fine. Let us make Adam in our form, in our image. Here, the, 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 the same verse is now used to introduce another consultation with creation. Let you Creation and me, make Adam together in our form, in our image. That consultation, of course, would give creation a very important status in our eyes, because we said everything that Hashem is consulted with, the very, the very the very, the very fact that He consulted with it. Rendered it very powerful, uh, power, uh, very powerful status in our eyes. It become a magical thing. It become a partner in our eyes. Some idolaters can say, "Well, since Elohim consulted creation, maybe we should worship creation." So how Elohim now went along to 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 consult to to create. To create Adam according to creation, and in fact, that's what the Midrash says. He consulted them, he consulted the day one by one. Each day, each day consulted alone. For instance, he looked at the first day, he consulted there the cows uh, and, uh, and the man and the form. There were cows and forms there. He consulted da- darkness and light. He consulted the water, the most element, elemental molecule, and matter, the most ele- element of matter, and gas in the first day, darkness and light, and made Adam accordingly. So this is one layer, if or in us. Then he turned to the second day, consulted the water above and the water below whatever it means. And he made us, he made another layer of us, accordingly. Then he he looked at the third day, and he he looked what what on the third day, there was an ocean, separated from the dry land, and he made us, accordingly. So whatever in the ocean, is part of us. And then he looked, on the second part of this third day there was a seed of life the dna was built the first time the grass vegetation and fruit trees and that's on the third day and he made look at this and he made us accordingly that's another layer of of our of our uh, being of our body then you look at the fourth day And he consulted the celestial bodies, the sun and the moon and the celestial bodies, and he made us. We have in us the material that stars are made of. And he looked at the fifth day, consulted the fish, the bird and the crocodile, and he made us. So... There is part of us that is common with the fish and the bird and the crocodile. And then you look at this early part of the sixth day, which we share together with the cattle and the beast and the snakes and the insect and the creeping, creeping creature. and he looked at them and he made us also. So now, that way, our body actually is the sun. Of everything uh, that was created before us, uh, and what I'm saying is not a myth, because all we need is to look at the embryo, how it how it develops in a wo- in a human in a womb, in a mother womb, and uh, you you can see it right in front of us. Uh, how can you devo- how can we be be evolved from 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 water to 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 seed? of life and and, and and from fish to to look like a bird and look like a, a you know, you can see the whole evolution uh, story in every every one of us. We undergo the whole process. Why did it? Because now we can understand and comprehend everything in creation. We can empathize with every creature. You look at the deer you look at the snake, you look at the wolf, and you know how it behaves. You know what it wants. It's not just a matter of knowledge; it's a matter of identification. You really identify yourself with the lion. You look at it, and you know what the lion wants, because you and the lion share share common 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 origin. And so he made us accordingly. Why? Because only by the, only this way. We are not strangers here. We are part of the universe. And because of that we can be benevolent rulers. We can be democratic rulers. Not tyrant from outside. That's part of kingship. But, so, now we, 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 we look at creation and we so much empathize with it. We love it. In, it's part of us, but we should never be, have the mistake of worshipping it. We never should think that uh, c- uh, creation actually made us. Many people may think so. But the answer is no. Elohim made us according to creation. And Elohim consulted creation because he is benevolent king who consulted. But not because it meets creation, or because it's a partner. We discuss it at length. So, so we have to, we have to, we need, we need to identify. Elohim wanted us to identify. Uh, to identify with with the, with, the uh, with creation, and that's why we needed this kind of a, a, uh, a setup. We need, we need to be a part of creation at the same time. He also laid down the the foundation of idolatry, and we should be very careful not to worship idolatry. Now what do I mean really by worshiping, uh, worshiping nature, what do I really mean by that? And here can help us a very Hasidic story. A Hasidic tale can explain what the story is all about. How can a creation become our idol? And the story goes like that. Uh, you know that Elohim actually hides behind every item and every creature in nature. Uh, if you look at the burning bush, we just learned it last week on Shabbat, in the Parashat Shemot the book of Exodus, is Hashem revealed and sent to Moses in the burning bush, and one of the explanations, one of the important explanations is Hashem is everywhere. Even in a burning bush, even in the lowest and the most ugliest and unimportant bush, you can find Hashem. Hashem is everywhere, even in dust, even burning bush. That's what he wanted to, to, to teach, uh, to teach uh, Moses. I'm not only in heaven, but I'm in a burning bush. But as and Hashem is everywhere, but He calls Adam from there, from where he is, and He says, "Where are you, Adam?" Hashem wants us to recognize Him. He's hidden, but He calls us. As it says in, in in the Book of Genesis, when finally chased, when we were in in Eden, we saw Hashem. But when once we were chased out, we don't see Hashem as we used to in Eden. And that comes out in chapter 2 and chapter 3 of the uh, story of Eden. We, One we learn it in detail later on. That he, he asked Adam, where are you? When Adam was hiding, now Hashem is hiding. And, but Hashem is hiding and called Adam, where are you? So at first, uh, Adam here, of course, that... that that uh, Hashem calling him, Hashem voice calling to him, but at first Adam seeks the Creator in things close to him. He looks at the beast, and the cattle around him, as is fascinating by them. He looks at the snake and the insect, is fascinating, and he thinks maybe the voices he hear from Hashem, from Elokim calling him, maybe come from those creatures. So he starts worshipping them. And he says, Elohim, are you there? Are you here in that, in that beast, in that cattle, in that uh, snake? All these are Egyptian symbols. Uh, in the book of Exodus. So are you there? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Adam is fooled and think for a moment, maybe Hashem Elokim is there, and I is going to worship the cattle, the beast, the snake, and and all the animals across to him. But Elokim doesn't let him rest. Elokim continue calling Adam. The story goes, and he says, Adam, where are you? So Adam turns now to a deeper layer of creation, to things that were created not on the sixth day, but on the fifth day, like fish. Bird and crocodile, things like uh, more remote from him, the and so on. And he's so fascinated by those creatures that are a little farther away from him. So he says, Elohim, when I hear your voice, are you hiding there? And uh, he starts worshipping those creatures on the fifth day, thinking maybe Elohim is there. But of course, he is erroneous, and Elokim, uh keep calling him, and he says, "Adam, where are you? I'm here. Look for me." So Adam looks for Lokeim now in still deeper layer of creation. He looks at the sky, and is fascinated by the by the moon, by the celestial body, by the sun, by the Milky Way. And he thinks uh, this all these uh, bodies were were actually seen on the fourth day. And now he's fascinated by these celestial bodies shining uh, fire in heaven, and he asks, Elohim are you there? And then he's so fascinated with all, full with all, he starts bowing and, and he's tempted to worship the celestial bodies. Uh, instead of the Creator. But Elohim, uh, he doesn't rest and he keeps asking him, where are you? Now Adam looks at the, at the third day and where he see the seed of life. First of all he see the oceans and the dry land or if you want, if you see the, the vegetation and, 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 the, and the seed of life, the DNA, and you think maybe you are there, this is maybe pertaining to our time and he worship them instead, it's so fascinating, so he worship he worship those elements of of, of of the vegetation, you know, trees worshiping trees, worshiping hills, worshiping the ocean maybe Elohim is there Maybe any worship the heaven maybe heaven, maybe the heaven is should be worshipped and then when and look, and and of course he's honest, and he the only keep asking him Adam, where are you and and uh, uh, now Adam searches creator in the most primordial element of of the of the first day Adam is fascinated by. Everything he found on the first day, matter, light, chaos, order, gas, big bang, anything think maybe this is my origin, this is my creator. this is at least this is my part, the partner. Elohim consulted it. maybe I should worship them too. so after uh, after he worshiped those elements too, the story goes, Elohim keeps up keep keeps us calling him, Adam, where are you? And now Adam realized that so far he has exhausted all the possibilities. He went through from the sixth day to the fifth, to the fourth, to the third. And he worshipped all this element there until the very primordial element. And he found no the Creator no there. And only now, after he exhausted all the possibilities, he realized that Hashem Elohim is already here all the time. As as Moses says, you should know today that Hashem Elohim is in heaven above and under the earth, below. There is nothing but Him. So this story that I just depicted to you, as it goes through the chapter of Genesis backward, actually is hinting that the uh, there is, a, so to speak, the entire spiritual journey of the human race in history uh, the, the spiritual idolatrous journey as we seek, seek our Creator is actually kind of a program uh, in the first chapter of the Torah because at first, if you see, if you remember the story as we depicted it uh, the first Adam looked uh, at the creature and worship the creature around him like in ancient Egypt, the beast, the the cow, the holy cow, the holy serpent, as it's, it's as it's shown in the story of the Exodus, and then uh, after and and you know ancient uh, there were uh, uh, all kind of uh, uh, you can find in I think even Sudan even in 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 the Nile you can find even today actually. Uh, uh, people who are still worshipping the holy cow I just saw National Geographic uh, movie on that it's fascinating to see how they still worship of course India is also worshipping the holy cow for another reason but uh, the concept is uh, that they worship animals around us and then uh, it goes Men developed a little more and he worshipped the great fish in the ocean, like the Greek, let's say in Greek mythology the, the, the great fish, the Leviathan and, the, uh, and those uh, songs of, of the Canaanite and the Babylonian of the great fish that ruled the world and so on, Japan I think also was, was made by big fish and so on and this is like worshipping creatures that were born on the fifth day, the crocodile crocodile is worshipped and then men develop a little more so we are moving along the, as, as, uh, the history uh, uh, as if history uh, human history is now programmed according to the to the chapter of Genesis and in, uh, Hashem, uh, Adam is keep looking for the Creator, now as it develops he he, he Through now with the uh, with worshiping his his is close surrounding is now looking in heaven, like the Babylonian, and he, he 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 put the he write down the heavenly map, the celestial body, and he worship them astrology, the ancient Babylonian. And it uh, keeps it uh, keeps developing, and his knowledge now encompasses a little more. And now we live in an area that we actually and. Uh, Look down to the to the uh, third day, and, 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 and uh, actually the third day, the vegetation, the Canaanite worship trees. You know that, and uh, the Asherah, and uh, the big trees. Uh, uh, many nations, uh, Indians, uh, Native Indians in the United States, and so on, they worship uh, or they at least uh, revere the big trees and spirit of the of the de- of the of the forest. And uh, and 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 now we are kind of more sophisticated, and we'll go to the seed of life. The DNA is our is our creator, and we are fascinated by that. And we we'll, very soon we'll go to to the first day. Uh, to the Big Bang, to the to the energy, to the and we will soon start looking for our God in black holes and in novas and in the, the Milky Ways and as we our spaceships will start travel there, we look for the Creator there, and all the all the time we will be erroneous because our Creator is here, in every burning bush, in every mosquito, and in every shrub. Hashem is everywhere. So now, why is that story is also important? So that kind of give us a, a kind of a clue what how how, how the Torah depicts a a creator. I mean, the creation as creation can serve as a source of idolatry. It has. So far, it has. This is really the prime. Source of, of idolatry. We we worship natural forces: the sea, and the sky, and, and and the fire, and you just name it: the water, and the trees, and the fish. Everything around us, we worship. Almost almost program according to that line. But the story also tell us, as uh, the Rabbi Cook. Uh, bless his memory said the, the, this is the chief rabbi of Israel Rabbi Cook in the, in the first part of the 19th century this uh, revered Rabbi Cook uh, said that uh, in his writing he writes that uh, this, the, the, the Hasidic stories tell us or this approach tell us that uh, uh, we should not, behind every idolatry in the, in, the, in the world, lies the search for the true creator. So the idolaters, therefore, are not necessarily evil or wicked, if they are not cruel, if they don't commit any crime. Just idolatry itself is not necessarily evil. They are rather erroneous. So they are erroneous, they, 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 they seek the Creator in a in, in wrong place, until finally they need to learn to know the truth, where the Creator should, is. So we don't look at the, the idolaters as necessarily evil people, unless they commit evil, if they eat human blood, or, or kill, and, or, and crucify, and all kinds of things, uh, they are evil. Uh, but uh, but uh, if they are solemn and Gomorrah, they are evil. But uh, that the, the, the thinking itself, the searching for the velokin, is uh, is genuine. Now we let's move to the second second uh, idol that I want to cover today, which is connected to the first one, and it is a wisdom in science. That he created the world. This is also an idol, and I like to dwell now on that. Uh, before we move on, do you have any question for me uh, so far about the uh, uh, creation is a is a, do- is a source of idolatry? Okay, please continue. Fine. So let's continue. Uh, now we move on to to this consultation. As you remember as he was looking backward sitting on the six day line there on the six on the line and looking back he looked uh, he looked uh, not only on the sixth day but he looked to the very beginning. he is sitting here on the sixth day and he looked backward he consulted everything to put in us and and finally as he as he as he does this consultation he moved. The final step is, is is uh consulting the beginning. Now what is a beginning? Beginning uh, beginning actually is a is a is a nickname in Hebrew for 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 wisdom. Why? Because beginning it says bereshit. Bereshit is a head. In fact in Hebrew it says not the beginning he created the world, but with his head, with the head of event, in English he would say the same thing. At the end of the event, which means at the beginning, at the head of the event, he created heaven and earth. Now the Torah picked up the, the, the special style, the head of the event, the Rabbi Rashid to, to tell us, the rabbi says, that he, 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 uh, he he created as he was sitting as a judge in, on the throne of justice, and created the world for to stand judgment. He used wisdom in the head, think that in the head, think in the head actually is wisdom in science, to create to create the world. So how did he perform that he, when when he was about to call the story goes the same like before it's the same story, he, when he was about to make Adam, Elohim now approached wisdom and science by which he, he, he made creation and he asked it wisdom and science, shall I make you an Adam who will rule over you? you look at uh, the Ramban you know, in, in, in his uh, in his uh, commentary of, of, the, of the Bereshit of the story and also the Midrashava Actually, quotes a story. The Rambam actually picked this story from all the other story. The, the, he consulted wisdom and science. So he asked, he asked wisdom, would you would you like me to make an Adam who will rule over you? Of course, he is a he is a king now who consults. He's not a tyrant he has the power to do whatever he wants but he is make a point to teach us how to rule by modesty by, by kingship by, by, by democracy so wisdom and science answer yes my creator only I agree to that you make Adam for me but only if, he understand, if you make him according to my specification how else can he understand me and rule over me So make me make him according to me. Elohim agree and said to wisdom and science. and science, let us make Adam in our form, in our wisdom, in our in our image. So now the, the same the same famous verse is now there, is depicted as is consulting now with with the wisdom in science. And as he, he started talking to wisdom and science, he said, "Let us, you and me, wisdom and science and me, make Adam, according to, to, to us together." Of course, here, by this very consultation, you render wisdom and science an enormous power in our eyes. It become a magical thing, because everything you consult with becomes a magical power, a trap of idolatry. And some people can think, okay, this is a partner of Elohim. Maybe we should worship in, uh, science and wisdom too. So, if we need wisdom and science, but at the same time Elohim laid down the foundation of idolatry trial, because that's what Elohim does for living, so to speak. He, he makes things to stand dry but we are also kind, so we need his wisdom, he gave us a gift but he warned us you're going to cherish it you're going to love it, don't forget me. So Lukin then consulted his wisdom and science, the way the builder is his building plan. And he made us according to that plan, or according to that wisdom and science and ever since this consultation we have such a mind that is able to comprehend and understand everything in nature there is nothing in nature that will be hidden from us by definition almost because the wisdom and, and, and the science that are in, in, inherited or the capability that to, to grasp things are embedded in our mind because he blessed us, and he said Adam and Eve, he said you should rule earth, you should rule the earth and probably the universe so uh, how <coughs> so Elohim now look at the sixth day from, from he is standing on the sixth day, You look at the very beginning to the wisdom and science consulted as a builder, consulted plan and made us uh, by planting his wisdom and science in us, he allowed, he, he made it possible for us to survive well in in his his, his harsh world, the world of a Elohim, Elohim world is very harsh. We cannot survive and rule it without our our science and wisdom. So we need to we need to develop. It is a gift from. It is a gift that we should cherish and adore, but we should we should never make the error of worshipping wisdom and science. Now let me kind of tell you right away. You know, it's always. I can when I look at how let's say other other religion, uh, always struggle with, with with science. The rabbis never you should know that the rabbi never never found science science and wisdom anything threatening there to the Torah. on the contrary, every new every new development, every new finding archaeological or, or, or science or physics the, anything the, the rabbi grabbed grabs air right away and they never objected it there was never copernicus, the jewish copernicus was ostracized or chased out or or burned on a stick but just because he said that the man is in the center and he denied the signs we never, at the same time that copernicus was burned uh, the rabbis actually were thrilled, there was no nothing, nobody apart from very few extreme maybe out of line, very extreme uh, figures but the mainstream Judaism never had it, any trouble with science. In fact, when when when, when the, the wise people of Israel, so the Sanhedrin, when they uh, uh, the time when they met the Greek philosophers, they were fascinating. There is a there is full of myths, there are many mythosim and stories of they they were fascinating by the philosophy and by the science mathematics of of the Greek and they adopted it right away. They loved it. They adopted the the language and they adopted the Hellenistic, way. apart from from their religion. When it came to to running naked in the Olympic, in the Olympic Games, when it came to homosexuality, when they, when they, when they tried to put an Olympic game in Jerusalem, right in front of the temple where people were running naked? and the homosexuality and other sexual perversion were so rampant because of that culture, that's what the be really, really uh, uh, fought, not against the Greek uh, philosophy and science. So the rabbi, uh, the Judaism never had they had a, a very positive posture to science always and indeed in fact the more we know about science, the more we know how we, we, we know how the Torah is, is true now, as I showed you how the how we just look at the first first chapter of Genesis and we see the whole evolution there the whole story of science is right there not only that we just went over and saw that how the whole human history is actually kind of programmed there so to speak, and there is much more we learn about more when when we go to the story of Genesis. so the the rabbi never objected to the to, to learning in uh, the science and so on only the objective to the lifestyle how sad it is today for instance that many Hasidic uh, students, I'm just kind of taking a break a little bit and kind of tell you think how to uh, apart from our story uh, but the, you know that's how that's why uh, many Rabbis, Hasidic Rabbis for instance in, in Brooklyn New York and other places they will never send the children, the, the children to the university not because they hate science and they're afraid of science, but because of the lifestyle, of they, they're afraid that those kids will go to the college, and they will they will start drinking and uh, sex and everything that involves in college life. So that's what they're afraid of. It's a same Hellenistic uh, culture that they try to prevent to avoid, but they never fear they never fear science. Now let's go and 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 the, and talk. Give you, uh, um, and As we talk about science, I want to cover with you uh, three stories. The story of, uh, the, the, it's not me, it's the Torah. The Torah presents us right away three types of, of scientific mind. One giant, you know, that, that, uh, that actually tell us how to relate to science. One of them is Adam right away as he was born the next one is another giant uh, that will cover, we already talked about him uh, Tubal-Kain the forger of all uh, weapons and his brother-in-law Noah who did just the opposite and his ark so Tubal-Kain and Noah are enormously important in, in, in the teaching of what the Torah posture is Towards towards science, and we'll, we'll see those. We develop this point one by one. Let's talk. We still have like 15 minutes today, so we will will start talking about Adam. The first figure is Adam. Adam science, and uh, you see how important the science is is in in a Torah mind, uh, because as soon as Adam was made, as soon the very first verse that after Adam was made in, uh, in the second chapter of Genesis so Adam's wisdom was tested and, and revealed by the fact that the, the verse says like this and Hashem Elohim formed from the ground every animal of the field and all the birds in the sky and he brought them to Adam to see what he, what he would call them you remember that verse. That's the chapter 2 in Genesis. Now the verse there says, and whatever Adam called a living creature, that was its name. What a verse is it. Whatever Adam will call that a name to the living creature, that was its name. Which means that the Rabbi the Zohar, and depicted, Adam was so smart that he actually picked the name that the Creator had intended to in Hebrew. So if Adam called the horse a horse in Hebrew that name horse or sus in Hebrew was in the very name that Hashem wanted him to give, that Hashem intended. So he had the same wisdom of Hashem. And as he says, and Adam then, I continue the verse, uh, gave name to all the cattle, and all to the bird of the sky, and to every beast of the field. And every name he gave was uh, was uh, the right name. So smart he was. Now, what is the Torah telling us here? Giving name, as you know, is the first step of knowledge, of acquiring knowledge. You know, when I categorize, when I approach biology, it's very apparent there. Uh, when I approach biology and I look at the world, the first thing I do, I give name. I select groups. I categorize the, the different species. And then I will go farther and, and go to the deeper knowledge. And acquire, I learn how to study. But first, I, the, the first glance just to to, to separate them is a species is enormously smart. You know, it's, there is no chaos there. I can see the the species. I can see how they relate to each other. I can categorize things. That categorizing is not, is the first step of everything, even in science, even in physics, even in any 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 science that that involved in selecting data. So I select data. And then I put it put it in order, I put it I categorize him, I put it in a catalogue, I call it names. So giving name is, is not just a child play. Giving the proper name that the creator wanted it to be means a deeper understanding what it means, what it is. So he uh next le- now in Hebrew it comes there are two level. Two level of wisdom that Adam actually exhibited here, chokhmah and bina. And you can find you can, when you go to gathering of of uh, religious or orthodox Jews, you will you always you will always ask you will always always hear that name chokhmah and bina and chabad. If for instance chabad chabad comes from that chabad is chokhmah bina and that. So chokhmah bina, what is the difference between that? It relates to Adam wisdom. Hogma or wisdom is like the intelligence, the, 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 the ability to categorize things at large, to put them in group. And it's like the, the being smart the intelligence. Bina is more going to detail, analyzing the data, going to minute. So Adam showed both. He first categorized them, and then he went into into detail. He could see what the difference between each insect. So, so he went to detail now. Why is important? Because it's not just biology like that. Let's take uh, justice, judicial, the judicial system. You have a headline and you have some, some, some uh, principle, and it translates to laws, and then to, to uh, detail of laws, and, and minute laws, and uh, amendments, and, and, and it evolves to a big tree. So when Elohim sits, Elohim for instance operates like that. Elohim is a just, is a, is a source of all law, so his is binah and chokmah is involved laws, and detail of the law, the whole Talmud is is the wisdom and the Binah that comes from Hashem because it's a headline that fixed on the thirteen commandment, but it's split into bina, into minute things, because our wisdom are capable to group things and to align them together with with the big principles. So the whole Torah works like that. It's not only biology, but the Torah and judicial system at large. So that comes, the American law will, will work walk the same way to separate secular things from from anything from from holiness. But uh, this is this is a reflection of the human mind that we are we are we are made like him. So bina and chochma. Now another interesting point here, if you remember the story of Adam, as he gave name, he actually is the one who gave name to Elohim. When the Creator was so successful, if you remember the story, so, so, he, Elo, Hashem, Elohim asking, well, smart guy, what name would you give me now? So he looked up and he said, well, you are my, my judge. You sat on the throne of justice when you created the world. So I'll call you Elohim. And this was the right name that Elohim wanted it. Hearing that, he remembered the story. So hearing that, the the, the, the the merciful term, call called Adam from his heart. Well, wise guy, what name you call me now? So he looked at her and he said, well, you are of what does it mean? because he said I I can call you merciful one, I can call you, but that's not what I want, I want to tell my children that although you came late in the story of, of Genesis but the truth is that you were here before you are here now and you will be here forever, so but the fact that you don't see you here doesn't mean that you are not here so the attribute of of mercy is, a, is surrounding even Elohim, so it's surrounding everything. You were here before, you were now, and you will always be. You are not only kind of trapped in the Sabbath, you are here even today, but you are hidden. You are hidden. And remember we are talking about the screen, how Adam is looking for, for the Creator through every shrub, through every animal, through every tree. So behind that actually lies Elohim. But behind the lokim lies the merciful one. You see the, the layers of layers of knowledge that he is acquiring. And that's why Adam is now calling him a lokim. And then it turned out, and then both of them, the two cherubs, the parents, so to speak, the father and the mother in heaven, Kabbalistic father and mother, the, the wings call him and say, "Well, smart guy now, what do you call us together? So he said, you remember we said, you are my king. Because it says uh, the uh, the Shemuel of king commanded Adam in Eden on the sixth commandment. So the sixth commandment uh, came from Adam and Eve on, in Eden. So he called him my king. Why? To show my children that you are my king. I accepted your your commandment. So you see, naming was the, the very thing that Adam was engaged right away uh, he, the name is categorizing expressing ideas being smart and, and, and smart. Now we talk about so far we talk about uh, about uh, 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 that kind of wisdom and uh, but we're going to need to continue with our uh, science, scientific scientific uh, uh, part of, of wisdom that it's the story of Tubal and in, in, in Noah here I wrote the Torah, God, Wisdom and Science as a gift from heaven for Adam we receive that gift uh, from Elohim to allow us to search our environment understand it and survive in it we cherish it we love it, we adore it, but we should never, never worship, fall into the trap of worshiping our, our wisdom and science. Our wisdom and science, in fact, are our most successful, attractive idols because they are predicated of success. They are predicated of, they give us so much wealth, wealth and power, and they prolong our life. So they are very attractive, the wisdom and science, we need them. They are, they, we, we, are, we are trapped to them, we enjoy them why shouldn't we worship them? many people do worship them now the story of Adam and Eve continue uh, with the knowledge of uh, eating the, the forbidden fruit where, where Adam and Eve acquired the knowledge of evil now that take us to another, another idol which is a evil and that's with another consultation when when he consulted with evil uh... and made us so we'll leave that part of knowledge of 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 this wisdom and science of, of understanding what evil is uh... we'll leave it uh, as a first, as a next consultation before that we will uh, we will continue our story next time with the with the tubal Cain, the master of uh, of a uh, science actually, and what is special about him? What we learn? What the Torah wants us to learn from Tubal Cain, and you see how it relates to our time very much. And of course, Noah and his ark, which is a work of science. You know, Hashem didn't make a miracle. To uh, and he could he could take uh, Noah and float him in heaven, save him from the from 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 the water. But Hashem told Noah you build an ark in such and such dimension, very specific dimension, and Enoch you know, build built a very scientific uh, ark that floats. If you build the same ark today, it will never capsize. It's a very smart floating machine, floating device. So the, here is a story. Hashem wants us to know that we can save ourselves, we can use science to save ourselves, uh, but of course only when, when the merciful one, when Hashem shines through it. Not not God forbid, as a, as a, as the a Nazis did the 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 worship, or as a Iran now seeking atomic bomb to annihilate Israel. That's not what Hashem wanted us. Hashem wanted us to use science uh, to save Hashem, to save humanity, not to kill and to 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 proper promulgate hatred and and, and 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 threatening the world with another Holocaust. Now. Uh, any any question before we, we, fi- we finish today? So today we we kind of introduce two two new consultations, so to speak, consultation with creation. We we saw how actually it's so paramount. Uh, it dictated the the entire the entire human history can be depicted just because of that along that story the journey of humankind until today, spiritual journey, is totally programmed, depicted or described by that journey from day to day, seeking, seeking our Creator. It's amazing how accurate the Torah is, and, and we should be aware of it, and we should know where to look for, for our Creator and that's the that's task of Noahide movement and then we move to, to continue with, it, with the consultation to the very beginning which is the science and wisdom, and that's we are now trying to understand, we learn what, what, what the wisdom of Adam was the Bina and Chokmah. Here are the disciple thing, how to the intelligence, how to go into detail and, and now we're going to continue with the story of our wisdom and science uh, next time well, if you have no question, uh, you have a very, very good week. And uh, do you have any question before I leave? Before we leave? Thank you, thank you all. And uh, I really love to see you again with me. And uh, I love to be with you. And hopefully, we'll meet together one day face to face. Uh, You have a nice week, and we'll see you, uh, hear from you next week, the same time, same station. Have a nice week. Take care. Good Shabbat.